This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 869, brought to you by Macroverse. Check out their new comic series, Darkland, on Webtoons and that Macroverse app. And iFanboy listeners just like you. Connor Kilpatrick, this is my co-host Josh Lanigan. Howdy. And welcome to our Fanboy Pick of the Week, episode 869. And we are here <laughs> to talk about comics. Every week one of us picks the comic they like the best from their stack of books. And we call that the Pick of the Week. And we're going to talk about that book, other books in the week, the patron pick, listener mail. And there will be spoilers ahead. So if you are worried about that, you know, we can't hold your hand. Just... You got to be able to live in the world. So good luck. Josh, in the last month, you decided to take a show off for your birthday. Yeah. And that turned out to be the only good week of comics in the last month. <laughs> and it should be noted, I have not read the books from that week. <laughs> it was a very enjoyable week. This sure. week was not so great. Your Honor, was if, last week. If, if I may address the court mm-hmm. briefly... Uh, before beginning, uh, it was my fervent wish to abstain uh, this week. <laughs> I had chosen to plead the whatever. Um, I was informed by counsel that this was impossible, and so as we move forward, I would, I would, I wish that the court would be lenient uh, given given the circumstances. Was it last week? We weren't lawyers. I think it was last week. Well, I feel like it's in the Constitution that you don't have to make a pick of the week if the the week's not great. I feel like it's one of the amendments that the states it, haggled over. It should Missouri be. This was is a the, holdout. This is the first week in a while that I just was like, I, I don't, I don't, I got nothing. And, and I'm <laughs> like, like, like literally like normally I'm like, oh, I can make something out of it. This week I really, I spent a lot of time just not dealing with it. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what to do. So the pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. <laughs> Well, if there's one person we're not going to offend, because A, they don't listen, and B, we've said lots of nice things. Pick of the Week is Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number one. Yeah. Story by Tom Taylor, art by Clayton Henry, color by Jordi Belair, and uh, letters by Wes Abbott. Um, What's this story? You might Belair? be wondering. It was Jordi Belair. Yeah, yeah. All Star. She's. She, well, I have, I have, she that's, gets, well, the reason I ask is because uh, I hate. When they they go teal for Superman instead of blue, mm-hmm. uh, they do that sometimes. And in this in this issue, oh, Superman's the various Superman's <laughs> costumes they use blue, teal blue instead of like royal blue, and I hate that. Well, I think in the beginning bit though, as you can see that like the sky is a golden like like shit's going mm-hmm. bad. That's the way that I right. I kind of looked at it. So then when you get yeah. into Earth Zero now, is Earth Zero our Earth? Or you know, like the main I one. I didn't think so. That that's Earth One. Uh, we're I don't, I don't know. We're through the looking glass. Well, it's blue on that Earth. So at the beginning, so it's just when he's colored by different. Earth things, Zero is like color. the regular DCU. Earth One. Earth One is now Earth Zero. Now, right. now is is then and when then is now. <laughs> just so now. maybe we're Earth One now. Maybe and Earth Two is now uh, Earth Three. I don't know. 
Everybody shift it over. Does, it does volleyball. It, well, let's blame Dan Didio. Let's blame him. All right. So, what this was book good was about fine, this? Josh? This book was fine. Yes, I, I, the that was the best I could say about any book this week. That was fine. This was a fine book. I really like Clayton Henry a lot. That really yes. helped. Um, Tom Taylor is a good writer. He has a good handle on John. That helped. Uh, this is a miniseries that helped. This is somehow tying into the Injustice series that Tom Taylor, you know, got his name on. That's interesting, although we don't know how yet. Like this was fine. This was all fine. Right. I like the setup a lot, and it is that uh, Ultraman from mm. Earth Seven, from the know. one that has the. Ultraman that has the bad version of all the people. I don't know which yeah. Earth it is. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you're the kind of comic who's like, how do you not know that? And it's because I'm not that kind of comic book reader because it doesn't matter. Also, there was a lot of going on this week. That's true. But either way, I wouldn't have known it. Even if, every, if I'd won the lottery, I wouldn't have known it. Um, I will give you a million dollars if you could sit, tell me which which uh, Earth the the Ultraman lives on. Ultimately, what's funny, though, is that like... I always hated calling it 616, but I know which one 616 is. It's Earth 3. Earth 3 is Ultraman. Okay. Very close. I like I, I like that, by the way, that, that Earth where all the superheroes yeah. are bad guys. I think that's fun. That's more fun than this Quadrant Supreme. Or no, what's the one? Well, who knows if this is right, because this says Earth 0 is where, the, is where Bizarro is. That's not right, because right. it's all fucked now. Yeah, but I'm, you know, like Tom Taylor ain't dumb. So no. there's some reason this is happening. But this seems to be the same John Kent who was in the last book, who's just yeah. a regular old DC. Yeah. Anyway, Ultraman is going from, if you don't know, Ultraman is the evil version of Superman from Earth 3. Um, <laughs> we'll just say Earth 3. And he's going to every universe and killing the Supermans there. And he kills them all. He, he always beats them. Because uh, he has a device sh- that weakens them so that he can, can kill right. them. And he's shown up, and 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 we are reminded uh, the one of the reason that John Kent time jumped is yes. that he was taken as prisoner and put inside a volcano or something like that uh, from missed years of his life. And by the way, it, he's recovered really well from that traumatic experience. I, I mean, forgot he sh- about that actually when I brought yeah. up. I was like, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, Ultraman, the same one, is responsible for that. So this is coming to a head. I like that. That's a nice structure. That works yeah. really well. It's grabbed this thing that it wasn't super obscure. It was a big deal that happened, but we kind of moved on and forgot about it. Um, another thing that was remarkable about this issue is that President Superman showed up and I was okay with it. I, I don't think that's on. actually President Superman. I, oh, that's, just a, that's the Superman and the- Did I just did I just say all black Superman are the same? Yes, Is you that did. what I said? I was going I right past oh, it. Oh, no. Uh, it, that's the Superman and the Red Tornado from Tom Taylor's Earth 2 comic from the New, the new 52. Ah, that's not President Superman. I don't believe that's President Superman. I, I, I didn't really read that book, so I can't tell you if he was also a president, but I think this is a different... So I don't think he this calls is, him. He calls him. He calls himself Val Zod in yeah, here. Yeah, and I just assumed like Zor Zorel or something like that. Oh well, yeah. there you go. Um, but either way, like another Superman shows up. It had a kind of a cool thing. He's like, "Well, no, 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 call Mister Terrific. He knows us. He'll vouch for us." And I was like, "That's kind of funny." You know, he showed up and he was really happy to see them. You find out that this Red Tornado is Lois Lane. Maybe you knew that if you've read that other series. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you again, would, yeah. I don't know. You know, the combination of all that stuff. Really great coloring from um, Jordi Belair. And the Clayton Henry art really was fantastic. Terrific. I think Clayton Henry wasn't the person that I thought he was. I think I was thinking of Clay Mann when I saw the name. Mm. Uh, And it was a totally different kind of thing. But more of this guy. came out. 
so it couldn't be yeah. Clayman. Ouch. One I year. love Clayman. It just doesn't come out. One year per issue. That's so, anyway. <laughs> one of the things that, that, you know, so, you know, now that the now that the secret identity is back, John is, no, no one knows who John is. And so John needs to put glasses on or something because he's just walking around. In a blue in and red outfit. Blue, blue and red and white outfit. And it's like, buddy, uh, learn from your pops and put on some glasses or a wig or a fake beard or something because you can't just be walking around wearing the colors of Superman and not put, you know, that's the whole point. But anyway. That said, though, I dig Jay's jacket and scarf combo. I'm down with that. It's, it's a that's good my one. jam. Um, it does look like you, actually, with the glasses and everything. It could be you. Yeah. Um, I do not have pink hair, nor nor have I ever. No, but you can't see it in the in the in the outfit. So, um, yeah, and like all those things. Actually, the the page where we reveal what is it, Calzad, Valzad. Um, I really like that page. I like the way they do the the cape. I like the scale of the the way that the yeah. um satellite, satellite is 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 up there. You know, the, it's a great sort of heroic pose. I love these clean lines are fantastic. Really, really whole, nice. The, the inking is, is stellar in this issue. Yeah. It's a whole Doc Shaner kind of thing going yeah. on, but but with its own flavor. Um, Clayton Henry is is even slightly evolved since the last couple of years, mm-hmm. where he's always had this kind of more clean style, but it seems like it's even slightly... He, I feel like it was more angular, and now it's softer. But You know what's... Really cool. So page twenty two, when uh, last page of the issue, when the red tornado here says I'm Lois Lane, Mm -hmm. that drawing at the top is fantastic. Yes, it's very good. It really like the coloring and like see the metal sheen and it looks like a robot. Like it's it's really simple. I can't explain why, but I'm looking at it. It's just wonderful. And also the the composition of that page is really great because the the way that the panels are underneath it that sort of stack up underneath the body. It's just a, it's a really nice page and, and not in a way that issue. if I didn't like stop and look and you know, there's no background in that one, but Jordi Belair makes it work, you know, skillful thing. How do you feel about the non caped costume on John? I'm cool with it. Cause he's not Superman. Well, that's not according to what he's called in this issue. He's called Superman. Well, was, he's not Superman. He's on earth zero. But like I wouldn't want him to. It's the same thing. I don't want him to look exactly like Superman. If he doesn't have a cape, fine. Don't have a cape. That's not his thing. I just need I'm him fine. to not be Superman. Just be something else. Super teen. That's a terrible something. name. <laughs> I'm there was just a time when they would have used that. There's name. no bad ideas in a blue sky situation scenario. I don't know that that's true. I think super teen <laughs> is always a bad idea unless it's like a <laughs> '70s television program. I, I, you know, I read a. I don't know. 15, if 16 Jack books Kirby a week. had thought up super teen, it would have been a good idea. Exactly. You just don't like me. So I read, you know, six, 16 books this week or so. And, and this was wow in the top two of ones. Okay, I, you know, good. I tried a bunch of stuff because nothing was happening this week. So, so this was this the, was definitely this, in the top of the book. The runner up, the sort of second, yeah. the almost pick of the week is mm-hmm. contained in the books below. And I would like you to guess at it at some point. Oh. Um, maybe afterwards. It's, it's, is or maybe it when almost, we, you know. Very often it's the number two spot. In the rundown, yeah. Usually so the number two spot, and I don't. I, we never. It's this thing we never talk about, right? But to me, the number two spot is always the most anticipated, or mainstreamist or. book that we would put there. The one that, if they don't want to hear about the pick, then it's the one that we assume people are going to want to hear about because it's significant in some way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's possible. 
That's possible. It's not always number two for me. That's the runner-up. But okay, I'll, I'll, after we're Fair. done talking, I'm not. No, I'm not pick, saying that. I'm not saying that was my runner-up. I'm saying that's how. No, I no, no. I'm saying after we're done talking before the patron pick, I will guess which one was your runner-up. Okay. 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 So let's talk about the Amazing Spider-Man 915 while we wait. Uh, this is the big <laughs> reveal as to what happened between Peter Parker and Mary Jane. And here's, there's a lot going on here. This is Seb Wells and John Armita Jr. And I don't remember where I was told this, but I was told those kids were not Mary Jane's kids. However, that little girl uh, got red hair. told me that. I know, because I, I was told that. And I, and I believed you, but as I was re- when you said that, I was like, okay, I'll believe him because he's right more than me. But I also thought, that doesn't feel right. Well, those, first of all, those kids have, would have to be less than one year old, and they're not. Well, they're, I they're, think. They're talking and walking I, and doing things. And the girl, but the girl's got red hair and has the dimples and the, and the cliff, cleft chin like Mary Jane. So I don't know what's going on. Everything that is confusing is supposed to be confusing here, which I think is, is, is it's crafted well in that way. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they know. They, they know that. Right. It's not like somebody, it's not like some nerds who doesn't even make sense. Like, they, they know that. But. This, this, yeah. yeah. The story this, of this is whatever. Like, there was a bunch of gobbledygook that happened. However, the most but again, outrageous. again, that's because we don't know. I just mean, like, the, this guy with the tattoos yeah. and the, the gods he was praying to. I was like, I don't, uh, whatever. The most outrageous thing that happened in this issue, however, was on page 11 of your digital reader in the editor's box. And it says, remember this happening? See amazing Spider-Man 894. They're using the goddamn <gasps> legacy number in the I, editor's boxes. I noticed that they are, they are, they are ordering cake. They are <laughs> eating it in front of our faces and, and yeah. rubbing our noses in it. And also in the uh, letters column, Again, they use the legacy numbering, although in the letters column, they put LGY in front of the numbers. They still use the legacy numbering. They understood Someone at Marvel is trying to drive me into an early grave. They understood that when referring to a book before, the number eight wasn't going to help them. Right, because it's been like so, four of them. Yes. Right. <sighs> oh You're not God. wrong. I don't know what happened to this issue. I didn't really, didn't really register with me. Well, the thing that got me that uh, – I, when they said they basically said right from the beginning, first thing was we're gonna start answering those questions, and I was like, yes. And then it ha- <laughs> it was it was it was structured like that kind of thing, like you're totally not gonna understand this for at least a month, you know. And, and at first, <laughs> yeah. I was like, did I? I didn't. You know what? I didn't even have the wait. Did I miss something? I just thought, oh, right. they're gonna fuck with me for a while. Yeah. And I and I wondered. I was like, is this fun for people? Because I kind of want you to just t- tell me a story. I wonder if, like, writers, so many of the stories have been told and been done that one of the one of the easier ways to keep it fresh, fresh is to do the time jumping and time shifting and keep you yeah. confused about what happened for one year until you just accept it. Yeah. I don't know. Also, on page uh, 19, there's another editor's note saying do you remember amazing spider-man 555 to 557 no i don't that was <laughs> 400 issues ago i like that i no, like I'm that the that. same I'm way saying, that i, did, I don't yeah. remember i don't it was a long time ago it was a lot a lot of water under the bridge yeah but but that's that's i think that's one of the fun parts of the whole like they're teasing you a little bit oh, Nick sure. Lowe is, which i is don't cool. remember that 
I don't remember where I it was. It was a good last page. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I didn't dislike it. I just was like, oh, there's a lot of, yeah. I don't know. I just not into like big mystical gods, and I just those stories always that's fair for me. That's fair. But if you're talking about you know resetting time and whatnot, I, it's kind of an interesting choice to to. I assume we're making up some new guy, as opposed to that. I don't know. Oh, it was Abortus. <laughs> I don't know. Well. I feel like I know I mean, what you're saying, but like you said, we're not going to have the full picture for a while. But I feel like mm-hmm. Fantastic Four did a better job of revealing the big mystery and time jump in a very satisfying way. Yeah, I'm not saying and this I isn't did, I, going to be satisfying, but this hasn't done it yet. I thought of that too, but at the same time, I, I got it. I have to give credit. Like Zeb Wells has been writing stories that are fun to read and compelling, where I hate the story. <laughs> He's been doing that for a while. Like I have not enjoyed this story. I couldn't tell you what's going on with it, you know. But but I keep reading it, and you know it's good. Ramita Junior. It's uh yeah, you know it's 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 fine. Have you been reading this Mary Jane and Black Cat yeah, story? Yeah. I've read every issue. I've read every issue of the black of the Black Cat. This is not by Carl Kyle Starks. Yeah, no, I was I was trying to beat you to it. I was like, well, I didn't adjust that, um, and I know exactly team. why. That's fine. I've read every issue of this Jed McKay Black Cat saga. I've read all of them. Yes. So yes, I've read this. Um, I, have you read this miniseries? Yeah, I have been. I, th- I think. Okay. I know I've read at least three of them. I may have missed one in the middle, but I think I've read all of it. Or maybe I missed the first one. Like at some point, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to read this Jed McKay story. So I, I know I at least read the last one, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I enjoyed. I don't know. It was, it was different than the thing that I would expect. I think Jed McKay. You know, one of his pet characters has been Black Cat, and it's been yeah. really fun and interesting, especially in comparison to the weird phase that she had before. Yeah. I think I do not like delving into the depths of hell or limbo or wherever it is, but it actually works in this book. This is the same thing where there'll be a miniseries like the 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 Black King or whatever it was, the the, the symbiote one, King right. of Black. And and like you know, there were a couple in there that were really good, even though I didn't like it. And I feel like this is sort of that, and that the the way that the trio of people, along with the uh, the demon whose name I can't remember, like I'm looking Sims for it or something like that. Sim, like that. yeah, and, and and you know, they they, they kind of like him, you know, and and he's very friendly and polite. Uh, and you know, every time they turn, there's another. Uh, uh, you know, sort of trick or a thing that they're not expecting. And then there was the twist of the reason that Mary Jane's powers weren't working was because Black Cat was a little, tre- it wasn't mad at her. She's trepidatious of her. Or no. Something like so, okay. That. Well, so I shouldn't like this, like on paper, right? Like, right. For okay, all the reasons yeah, you just talked that. about, like it takes place in hell. Mary Jane has superpowers. Uh, she's best friends with Black Cat. Like all these things sort of go against what I want out of a Spider Verse comic. However, and yet, it's very fun. And Jed McKay yes. has a great, great take on Black Cat, which we've been, you know, I've been reading for for years. And if you're gonna go for it, go for it. I don't know. I don't remember how Mary Jane got these. Uh, I was gonna say casino esque powers, where she has a basically rolls the myst- mystical mm-hmm. dice and gets a she's, different she's, power uh, each time. She's Nico dilated for hero. Runaways. Yeah, she's yeah, dilated for it. hero. It's a it's a long standing power thing. And the reason why her powers were not being very effective on this trip to hell that they're going on to achieve this sword. And none of that really matters. Uh, is because black cat's power is to create bad luck for her adversaries and subconsciously 
she considered Mary Jane her adversary because Black Cat is in love with Peter again, and she's too afraid to tell her new friend Mary Jane. So that's why, that's why the powers are on the Fritz because deep down, she's like, uh, you know, and that was the reveal. That was the cliffhanger in the last issue where they were being grabbed by the tentacles. They were like, oh no, I. But wasn't I like I like Peter again? And she and that's why everything's fucked up. So that was it's been good. Um, the character stuff's been great. You know, it's been I, I it's it, it's fine. I'm enjoying this. Do you? I don't remember that the black that the bad luck power only. I didn't. I didn't remember that. Only either. was enemies. I I didn't know that, and I, I thought maybe that's always been there because it really makes a lot of Could sense. Be. Could be. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, everybody would be having. I mean, talk. I think I think it's fun. You know, Jed McKay is a fun writer. He's and I mean in the best ways. He he writes fun stories, and funny stories, and the idea that there's all these bad dudes in hell, including a bunch of Hydra soldiers and demons who are trying to get this sword and they're just going to wait for Black Cat and Mary Jane to come out with it and then take them out. Like, I think this has all been fun. It's just I think if you weird. did it with a slightly different tone, it's not all that different from like a Vertigo, Sandman, or, or Lucifer story. Like the right, actual sure. beats of the story. and and But but they made it super Marvel. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because you say, um, not incorrectly, like he is, he's funny. Yeah. But he doesn't necessarily lead with funny because some funny people do that. No, he's the book. The characters can make legitimately funny jokes. It's just a, happening right. in the middle of these adventure stories. And yeah, his plotting is super strong in his characterization. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just constantly impressed that he gets to keep telling these black cat stories. It's probably been like fifty issues, not fifty. That's crazy. But probably been like twenty five issues of black cat. I mean, they, they must be they, maybe thirty. They're either making money or they're setting up the movie, right? And it's just funny reading this back to back with Amazing Spider-Man, where you know Mary Jane oh. is also a character. It just doesn't make any sense. But well, that's the other thing because this seems to be this is an offshoot of uh, Ben Riley bringing Limbo to Earth, and right. that is wrapped up. But they're still there, and I'm fine with it. But yeah. I, I just had a little because I had read Amazing Spider-Man just before it, and I was like, no, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, I who cares? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So if I had to pick this week, first of all, I would have been in a bad mood but yeah uh it might have been x-men 20 which is a book i'm still impressed with every time i I read it and it's not all involved in mr sinister or alien stuff but ironically this is alien stuff x-men 20 jerry duggan stefano caselli and uh, it's almost hard to explain first of all stefano caselli is really really a strong artist i think i remember first seeing him on the Jonathan Hickman, uh, Secret Wars, Secret Warriors book, but really clean lines, good action. I really like his work. And then, you know, Jerry Duggan takes these sort of ragtag X Men group and tells fun adventures with them. Here you've got uh, the 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 I was gonna say the Borg, the Brood. It's the same <laughs> thing. Uh, fight, they're fighting the brood, which is also happening over in Captain Marvel. So it's kind of like a companion story. They even reference it here a couple of times that they're also fighting over there. So it's this nice little Marvel shared universe thing. And you know, they're really they're really going to town with Iceman's powers. He's almost like Swamp Thing at this point, like a little bit of ice shard he can become and and grow himself back once he collects enough moisture out of the air. So like they're really sort of stretching the limits of what his abilities are. And he does a great forge who is. Really, really good at building things. Obviously, that's his mutant power, but sometimes fucks things up and has to fix it. And like, you know, it's just 
Jerry Duggan, Jerry Duggan's actually a very similar writer to um I was gonna say Kyle Starks, but that's not what's in the script. Jed McKay. Mm-hmm. Because he's very funny, but he doesn't lead with that either. But can be. Right. And yes. this is just a really fun adventure X-Men book. I I find myself being very bored with the Mr. Sinister stuff going on right now and not really interested in that. But this is, seems to be a side book that's more adventure based. And do you have a sense for that? era that that early 90s x-men because i don't know it, it, it like i i'm like i've been around comics forever yeah, the early 90s Mis- for sure mr sinister apocalypse like the, that sort of stuff in the x-men just nothing I, yeah I, I, I mean i definitely was reading the early 90s that was the you know you know the jim lee era i figured the, that's when that yeah but wasn't that i don't the villains then? i don't I have that a ton, was this stuff that was but that was also where i started to age out of it a little bit right and then came back you know in the 2000s but um there's a whole era where characters will pop up, and I'm like, I don't have any idea who you are. Right. It's not Mr. Sinister, obviously, but characters. I remember when Monet showed up, and she was looking at every book, and I was like, where did this character come from? It just was an era I wasn't reading. I don't remember that. I don't, I don't even know. But that's, oh, so I mean, like, I'm not it. I'm not, you know, I like, I'm willfully ignorant to a certain extent, so I can't you, blame You remember Monet, because she was in those X Factor books we were reading back in the 2000s that Peter David was writing. I don't remember it. I know you don't remember, but you read it. What was anyway, the power? I don't, I don't even know what her power is. I don't. Right, okay. I probably read a 50 books she's in. So I remember why this was so good. So the whole meat of this was great. They were fighting the they were fighting the bo- the Borg, the Brood, and, and while Forge is off with his own adventure with Monet, and then we cut back to Krakoa, where uh, the woman in charge, of, like the Gates, messages Emma Frost and says, "We got a problem. Uh, a mutant who's never been here before has showed up with her husband, and she, you know, they want to, they want to." or you know citizenship and and was like that's fine that any mutant is welcome and their spouses are also welcome which i didn't know that the spouses were welcome on fuck island but hey why not um they but the first rule of fuck island is the reveal is that to fuck the the reveal is that the mutant is uh typhoid mary who comes uh harley quitting into the scene doing doing uh handstands with her swords and that her husband is kingpin and he says you know Wilson Fisk is here uh, requesting uh, asylum by marriage to Typhoid Mary. So now they've added Wilson Fisk into this into this mess. Interesting. So he's still got his uh, Aloha shirt on under his suit because he's he's retired Wilson Fisk. But um, that's nice. Good for him. I was like, oh, that's fun. So I just mm-hmm. it's just a really fun book. I I really do think this is. I've been reading every issue of this X Men reboot, and it's been it's been good. This episode is brought to you by Macroverse. Macroverse is proud to share their new comic book series and wide release, Darkland. Darkland is a delightfully twisted black comedy centered around the shifting alliances between the power players in hell, just like we've been talking about, and the plans they have for Earth. A little bit of Game of Thrones mixed with Veep. It's twisted, funny, and provocative. Created and written by Evan Shapiro with art by Frank Calico. Darkland is a digital comic with full episodes released bi-weekly on the Macroverse in their proprietary tap story format. But... It's also released weekly in shorter episodes and webtoons in their perpetual scroll version. The full version of Darkland will have a digital collectible release in elegant landscape format for iPad or web coming in late March 2023, which is almost here. Followed by the trade paperback and collector's edition coming later this year. And here's your chance to get involved. After the digital release in March, Macroverse will be working with fans to generate ideas for an anthology series set within the world's Darkland, which will be voted on by the community as to which will get greenlit into production as a separate release. Similar to what Macroverse did with their previous series, Dead Town, and their upcoming series, Bushidos. 
That's lots of cool stuff coming from Macroverse, so get on board now. Head over to the website macroverse.world slash darkland for more info. Or go to Webtoons and search for Darkland. Do you remember? Did, did you read Blood Tree number two? I did. From Peter J. Tomasi? I yeah. almost missed it, so, but I did. So the, the first issue I liked, but yep. wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Um, second issue, I felt like it came into clarity what it was, and it's a it's a crime procedural. Yes. And it's not uh, supernatural. There's a fucked up serial killer doing fucked up shit, and yep. this cop uh, has to do something about it, and he's having trouble balancing his work and life. And I, I really, I think that the second issue, rather than uh, getting me further away, brought me in closer. And I, and I like the art more um, than I had, and uh, I was impressed by it. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm still not into the art, but I get it. I remember not liking. I remember commenting on it specifically before, and this time I was like, I don't, I don't know. It's it's, it's working enough for me. And and when it was over, though, my thought was like, wait, I want to know what happens next. And like, yeah. there's no better. No better uh, recommendation for a thing. I really was because because it was building momentum, and it was right. I was like we're getting towards something, and they had to check the churches uh, of two hundred and sixty Bronx churches to look at the ceilings, and I I was like that's awesome. Yeah, I mean I I enjoy the story more for sure. Yeah, um, you know it's a it's a it's not groundbreaking. It's a it's a serial killer, you know, making people no. up to look like angels, and um the big the biggest thing for me was that they revealed that the cop lives in in goshen new york which is like 60 miles north I feel of like that's the city not super unusual though no i just i was expecting long island um considering how fast remember, he, he got there to the crime scene last time but you remember the richard price book the whites yep i pictured this guy like that because they yeah. lived far out of the city too oh yeah a lot of cops did, do but yeah i just was shocked that because that's far out not like it's not like living in you know Long Islander, Don the, Yonkers. Uh, he was in Connecticut, wasn't he, or Westchester? No, no, no. He Westchester. Was, he was up the Hudson. He was in. Talk about something else. You let's, let's go uh, on to the next. He, book. he was in like um, Austining or something like that. There you go. It was Austin. Yeah, that's exactly I played soccer it. there. It's not that far on the train. All right. Well, this uh, cop's not taking the train though. No, he's, he's driving. I did not read Predator Number One. I thought about it for a moment, but then I decided no. No, I'm all right. All right. So my concern previously was that Kev Walker was off the book. I love Kev Walker, mm-hmm. and we have Netho Diaz on art, and it was fine. In mm-hmm. fact, it was it was pretty good. I, it was it wasn't so it wasn't doing uh, an imitation, but it wasn't so far removed that I uh, that I was thinking about it once the story got started. Um, the other thing I really liked about it was that. It was not. It was nice because I've been really enjoying that Predator book, and I was like, I hope this doesn't change. And it did change, but there's a through line to the other one. But basically, in this one, you have uh, a preserve, basically, where the Predators are hunting people from all like across time. And you think it's a time travel story at first, mm-hmm. but instead, what there's they're they're grabbing people and then keeping them all frozen and then waking them all up at the same time, so they all find out they're from different times in the mm-hmm. Predator life cycle, and they're being put in some preserve. So that they can be hunted by the predator, like a like a. Are they on, are they on Predator Planet? Have we ever have we ever established we Predator Planet? We don't know. I don't know where they are, but um, you know. And then and then it's your spoiler. It's the very end. The girl from the first one shows up, and she's like, "Get with me." So we, come with me if you want to live. You know. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll read it. You're very it, good you at know, selling it's, Predator because I didn't read the last one until you sold it in the show. But. It's it's 
it's enjoy like it's enjoyable. I didn't. This one wasn't as good as the other one because that was sort of like one woman against the world kind of thing. Yeah. But who knows what we'll get to? I liked that it switched up the like second arc. We're doing a completely different kind of thing, but it's not entirely unrelated. And I think that that's a cool way to go. The Flash seven hundred ninety four is part five of the one minute war storyline. I wanted to mention this because it's been fun. I've had to really shut off my brain for some of it, but uh, I've been enjoying this story by Jeremy Adams and Roger Cruz in which this planet of time-traveling uh, imperialists, not time-traveling, speedster imperialists have shown up on Earth and they're battling the Flash family at such a high speed that the whole war is going to take one minute, so everybody else is frozen and in, in basically you know, frozen around them. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's interesting. I, You really can't think too hard about how speedsters interface with time or, or speed because then it breaks everything. Like I wrote an article on this on my fanboy a long time ago. Like the idea that if they're running fast, but everyone around them is, 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 is frozen to them. But then if they're running at normal speed and everyone else is frozen, cause they're just hanging around talking here. Does that mean they're, they're aging quicker because they're experienced, they're experiencing time normally, even though everyone else, like it's a whole relativity thing that breaks. If you think too much about it, mm-hmm. um, but there was a really great moment this week, which is why I want to highlight it. So uh, this features the entire extended Flash family, like Jay Garrick and Max Mercury and Liberty Bell, everybody who's not been around for a while, including uh, Wally's daughter, who wears Impulse's costume, at least for the starting of this issue. And um, they've been sort of collecting heroes because these bad guys use the heroes for like fuel on their ships. So they've been saving the heroes and like they're almost like statues hanging out in this house. And the war comes to the house. These bad guys show up and one of them is standing next to Superman. And you just see over the course of several panels, his fingers slightly move to the point mm-hmm. where he can grab them and hold them. And that was so great reminder that he can also move very fast, not nearly as fast as everybody else, but like he can actually see something's happening and get involved and then helps while his daughter defeat this person. And she looks at him and says, I guess you are pretty cool. Like it was just a cool, good moment. Mm-hmm of recognizing that he is still mighty enough to, to help even in his frozen state, uh, seeing that there's this giant war happening. Around. It was just a cool moment. It's been an enjoyable book. As long as I put the problems of super speed relativity out of my brain, it's been fun and I've been enjoying it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So those are the books we're going to talk about. Now I'm going to guess before we get to the patron pick, what your number two patron uh, pick of the week was the runner up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go outside the box here and I'm going to say it was predator. Mary Jane and Black Cat. Oh, that was my other guess. That was the pick for for a little bit, and then I, I sort of looked back through them, and 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 I went the different way. Oh, interesting. Because because of this, mm-hmm. Mary Jane and Black Cat was exactly what I thought it would be and what I wanted it to be, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Adventures of Superman. I went in trepidatiously. Sure. I thought this this could go either way, and I was pleasantly surprised. Well, there you go. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we had things to talk about. It, wait, I I wasn't worried about that. I just wanted to register my my. We didn't even talk about Twinkies. My happiness. Wait, can, I can. Did you have a Twinkie let's, follow let's, up? Yeah, I did have a Twinkie follow up. When we had talked about Hostess snack cakes before, uh, yeah. I ended up talking to my wife about this. Yeah, and I said it was two things. One, I had an Oreo, and I thought, you know what. Out of all the childhood snacks and things that we liked, the Oreo may have held up best. Wow, interesting. Okay. 
if you eat an Oreo today, it's very simple, but you're, it's very good. It, it isn't like, oh, this is garbage. If you eat a Chips Ahoy today, it's garbage. Right, comparatively. Right. But an Oreo, and so what I was thinking, like, compared to, like, if you eat a Twinkie now, it's not the same experience. But an Oreo is an Oreo is an Oreo. And I'm not talking about a Hydrox. It has to be the real thing. But if you think about all the foods and snacks and things that you really liked as a kid, I think, mm-hmm. for one thing, most of them have, the formula has been altered, so they're shittier now than they used to be. Right. More chemicals. But the Oreo has staying power. Anyway, as a result of this conversation, uh, mm-hmm. the other night when we were supposed to be putting the kids to bed, I went to the store Uh-oh. and I bought oh, no. one package of Twinkies, one package of <laughs> cupcakes, and one package <laughs> of uh, the round ones. The ding, not, they might have been ding dongs. Ding dongs uh-huh. or. Uh, I was really they hoping the, you they were, the orange ones. They didn't have them. I would have because the <laughs> follow up here is that yesterday I was in a store and they had a giant rack and I just sent my wife a picture. It's like we have work to do, um, and we each ate one of each, which means that mm-hmm. we each had three snack cakes. Big mistake. Yeah, sure. Right away, but we went through them individually. We talked about them, not unlike Mike and Tom. See, did your old Mike and Tom eat snacks? That was in. How yeah. would it go? Yeah, we, we kind of did. Um, the the the. The Twinkie, as I said, the Twinkie doesn't hold up well. It, right. it doesn't. It doesn't really have a pleasant texture. It is the most oily of them all. There's not. It's sponge cake, but there's very little sponginess going on there. And these sure. were not unfresh. Uh, the the cupcake, which was my favorite, sure. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It wasn't as greasy as I thought it was going to be, and right. it really did have a nice rich chocolate taste but the yes. texture wasn't great it, mm. but the, but also the contrast between the sort of crusty frosting and the cake is nice yes um, it's always my, it was it's always my favorite good. after a while it's usurped the twinkie as my favorite after yeah kid. uh and then the ding dong which uh-huh. is sort of a a hockey puck that is coated with chocolate and also has yeah. the ubiquitous cream inside sure that was the winner Wow. Which surprised me because I would have never gone for that. But uh, it had the the freshest interior. Um, it 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 was light. <laughs> yeah, you, as you can see, I did not take this lightly. No, I'm I'm excited. We, we went we went full. I was very happy that that Lindsay went along with me on it too. I'm and, you very know, excited. Was, we we've, we've delved in, into snack cake corner. Yeah, yeah. There was the, so when I was in the store, I had the choice between. The uh the ding dong or the ho ho, sure. And the ho ho is the Swiss roll that is is the and, and I, I think, used to I, think I, I used to right really eat too many Swiss Miss cakes in college. Swiss Miss, they make yeah. the chocolate. The Swiss the little no. the Swiss ones with the they were the rolls Swiss ones roll. with the Swiss, Swiss rolls. rolls. Yes, That's the I other would, brand. That's Drake's or Durfee or something. I would I always get a box of those at Wegmans, and uh, it was a problem. Well, so part of this that happened was well, then there's the zinger, which comes in both chocolate and orange, which I, if they'd had it, I'd have bought it. But um, part of the is that my wife like didn't eat any of those snacks as a kid. I was like, well, you didn't? Sure. And she's like, no. And I was like, really? Like there wasn't like a store around the, con- you know, because that's what I would do. Yeah. Because there was a store around the corner where I would go mm-hmm. buy stuff. I loved doing that and still do. Yeah. Um, she hadn't. So really her experience, her, her parents didn't let her eat garbage all the time, which for the eighties is amazing. Kind of. Yeah. Especially usually on our own. 
So that was part of the the thing for that. Good for you. So I'd also brought up, I was like, do you remember? I was like, so you don't remember the Little Debbie cakes? She's like, no. I was like, it was 99 cents. (laughs) The Little Debbie, the box of Debbie's was 99 cents and you got five snack cakes in there. Right. I mean, that's, were they great? No. It was 99 cents. It's value. It's value for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the the Little Debbie Swiss rolls. That's what I ate in college. Right. Little Debbie. Yeah. Little Debbie Swiss rolls. Oh man, I want a Swiss roll. And then, right. and then, you know, our erstwhile uh, partner Ron, uh, he w- he's into, still is, uh, the oh wait, what is it? It's the yodel. Yodels, yodels are also good. He likes, but... yeah. I find I still find I find the devil dog to be disappointing still because I want it to oh, be yeah. a good whoopie pie and it's not. All right, the so that's the teeth. that was snake 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 cake snake snacks snack cake, snack, cake. Snack, snack, snack cake corner cakes snack cake Let's corner. Talk about- Let's talk about paid the patron pick. I, I I want this to come back. So, I want you to bring something to the table next week. I don't know if I'm allowed to. I, they don't sell those in Los Angeles. It's a federal. It's a crime. It's a state crime to well, sell junk food. Um, I, I I disagree with that. No oh, one has so, more burger and fry places in the world than Los Angeles. <laughs> if you're a patron at Patreon.com/slash Ivanboy, every patron can vote to add a book to the rundown this week. Not a lot of voting. I don't think the patrons were excited about the comics this week either, Josh. It was one of the worst weeks of voting that we ever had in, this, in the course of doing this. But the winner was Stoneheart, number one, from Image Comics. Written, drawn, lettered, colored, everything by Emma Kubert. And the third the third generation, Kubert? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Third generation. Uh, Joe is her grandfather. Grand, granddaughter of Joe. And do you know who's, who's, who's father, who her father is? I can't Did tell you? Andy and Adam apart anyway. So <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Emma Kubert. And it may um, not be them. There may be other siblings. I don't know. True. And uh, you know, they're, they're a legitimate comic book royalty. Dynasty. Know, to, the, to the extent that we have that. Um for sure. So I was excited to to read this when I saw her name on it. It was on my list uh, e- even without the patron pick because sure. of that. Even though, I, you know, as we talked about before, uh, there's a lot of fantasy comics right now. So, yeah, you know, it starts with a map and you're just like, oh, man, I'm never going to remember this. And then <laughs> I, I, I didn't like this. I was really, really bummed to not like this, but I didn't like it. I went with the, oh, this isn't for me uh, <laughs> as a method. And then yeah. I read it um, academically, I suppose, mm-hmm. after I sort of realized that. Yeah. Meaning that like, first of all, Emma, Emma Kubert did everything in this book. Yep. There were no other credits. Um, there are some fairly bad lettering uh, balloon errors. Uh, we're balloon errors. We're like the, the pointing in the wrong place. And it's like, this is all wrong. But there are elements of a uh, an older style of comics in here. There were a couple of pages where I was like, oh, she's studying her grandfather's work. Mm-hmm to a certain extent and and trying to emulate it. And the thing about comics is there's nepotism. But this she's doing the work. She's going in, she's doing her own comic uh you know in her own style. It is not super polished, but as I look through these pages like they're really thoughtful in their storytelling and the rudiments are there if the art isn't necessarily Hundred percent there. I don't know how old she is. Uh, but she's the a, storytelling is strong. Adult. The foundations. 
Yeah, I I mean, I actually didn't mind the sort of unfinished nature of the opening sequence that was in, in, in against Gray. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. It had a very sort of I drew this comic and photocopied it and mailed it out style, yes. which I appreciated. Like it, it felt like a true underground indie comic in that sense. It, 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 it once you once the story sort of moved to the you know present or whatever it is, I thought it lost a lot of its charm. Um, I mean, I mean, the first part is incredibly arch, and so I was like, if this is it. it if it stays this serious, I'm going to have a really hard time grabbing onto a site. I did like that change, and I, I like that it we switched to color. the other way because, like, yes, the main character, whose name I don't, I don't remember, Shade, Shade, was too much in the second half. She was too much. <sighs> I was kind of all right with that part, but I thought the other characters that she ran up with. Were like I was like okay, so she's got ADHD and she's running around in the medieval town, yeah. whatever. And but like she goes and meets her her blacksmith, uh, she's the apprentice or whatever, and he is just fucking cool with her <laughs> for no reason. Right. And like and like I and he also looked exactly like another character the love that had shown up yeah. before. And I was like, is this a love interest or is he like a dad? Because either they drew him too young, right? No, no the like, other he, guy's love interest, the guy with the stubble. Right, but he also seems to be involved in the bad stuff. Who knows? You know, it. I, like I said, I I read this and I was like, oh, this this totally isn't for me. Like, mm-hmm. this feels like it should be for a 12-year-old, like a 12-year-old nerd girl. Not in a bad way. And I don't... Right, no, yeah, no, exactly. Like, not in a bad way. It's a, it's a young version of romance. And I don't just mean romance in the sense of like, you know, kissing and boy meets girl or whatever but in the sense of you know like a romantic adventure um right a a a fantasy not a story yeah but at the same time as i look through this on almost every page i see something in the layout in the design in the storytelling that makes me kind of smile because i'm like oh this is a cubert and and again like it reminds me of joe cubert more than either of the the you know adam or andy and i really dig that um, I was I was kind of happy to see that, you know. Right. So that's the part I'll give to it. What's really interesting is how sketchy it got when the sort of monster showed up. It looked even more unfinished yeah. during that fight, and I like that kind of energy. And and also that is not unlike Joe Kubert either. Joe Kubert is a lot looser than you would think. Um, in in some of the work, I think way. she's the daughter of Kubert. She's uh, definitely fuzzy, the daughter of Kubert. The fuzzy red, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, creature from from the eighties. <laughs> I think that's who she's the daughter of. Kubert's <laughs> the un, unsung third third son who doesn't get as much attention, but wasn't wow, fi- you know pioneer in the video game industry. Kubert Kubert, yeah, Kubert 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 just Kubert R Kubert just working that pyramid. <laughs> yeah, so, have you played that game recently or at any point? No, it's hard as fuck. All those games, no, I don't, all kids, of them. Kids these days don't understand. The first wave of games out of Atari were impossible. And, they were and, impossible. And, and, or to arcade games, which you had to pay yeah. a quarter for. And relatively speaking, a quarter was way more expensive then. Oh, yeah. You tried. You, tried you got. Beating that first level at Empire Strikes Back. Impossible. You got a minute. Yeah. Burger time does not fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know what to rate this. It, it, uh, out of five, I'm going to give it like a two and a half. Just right down the middle. 
It wasn't, yeah. there were things about it I liked, but for the most part, I didn't enjoy it. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't really, it didn't feel like it was for me. Yeah. Which is fine. And totally yeah. fine. There's enough comics out there. I think I'd say, th- I think I'd say the same. Two and a half, if I had to look at it objectively. Sticking a lot with it? there. Nah, I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so either. But I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that there's another generation of keyboards making comics and, th- and making them in, in their own way exactly that's the thing like in their style in their interest level not someone trying to ape their their dad or their grandfather not trying to or just to jump around not in a bad way like anyway. their father like just making the comics they want to make and i'm, I'm happy to see that even if that's not, something and for not me, making that's, them for the, the the stereotypical modern comic book fan which is an old man who wants things to be like they used to be and no make, your, make your tell your stories do your thing yeah so i'm you know i was happy to Happy to see it, even if it wasn't for me. But you know, not for me. I will do this next bit because I figured, yeah, uh, that's for me. Yeah. Uh, if you like this program, if you if you think I, I know we're going to hear about Snack Cake Corner one way or the other, oh man, there's, there's no cakes. way that people don't react to that. Um, and then we just I, I realized we inadvertently ripped off Mike and Tom eat snacks again. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. <laughs> I didn't mean to this time. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash iFanboy. There you can support the show. Uh, this last week, a new Talksplode came out. Mm. Uh, we are we are, we are stolidly fulfilling the promises as much as possible mm-hmm. um, of all those extra shows that exist uh, because of the patrons. Um, the, uh, stay tuned for updates. That's all I'm, I'm talking about now. Uh, we, we, are, we, are, we are lax on on. I think you should things. interview... Qbert, our Qbert, on the next talks one. Which oh, <laughs> find out why he never really went into comics like his brothers did. <laughs> Ifanboy.threadless.com, where you will find twelve designs on T-shirts and and stuff. I am at this exact moment, this very moment, my foot is on my Clint is dead skateboard. Oh, I nice. am standing on it uh, right this minute. Um, uh, so a little bit, bunch of stuff there. We're very proud of all those things. ifamr.com slash support. Uh, if you don't want to do anything at Michigas, there is a direct donation link during PayPal if you just want to uh, contribute in that way. Um, again, these contributions are voluntary. We do not, we do not, we, we, we let you, we, we appreciate when you do. Uh, it's extremely helpful, but uh, if it's not a thing you can do or you're like, oh, you know, I don't like the show that much. Fair enough. Um, but the people who do, we, we thank you very much. And if you've been thinking about it, it, it is extremely helpful. So if you enjoy this stuff, um, it, it helps. Uh, ifail.com slash Amazon. You will find uh, a, a link to buy the books that we talk about on Booksplode. The music on the show is always linked uh, through that. Uh, uh, if you There's a general link. So if you want to go uh, purchase knockoff Chinese goods, um, <laughs> that's hey. a way to do it. Um, you can go to book. I don't trust anything anymore. You can go to bookshop.org uh, or we have links uh, where that's appropriate, which allows you to buy books um, from independent booksellers. Uh, there's a couple of ways to do that, but uh, uh, the independent booksellers are a lifeblood of culture uh, in this country and, and probably others uh, in, in terms of like getting uh, like that first wave of getting new content. And when I say content, I don't mean it in that other way, but like, new ideas and stories and thoughts uh, that those things come from books and, and the bookshop bookshops and independent bookstores are the people who, who actually bring those to us and make those choices. So they need to be around. That's it. I've been on a rabbit. I've been in a cubert rabbit hole while you've been doing that. 
Um, Every time you say Qbert, I think we're talking about the <laughs> comics guy, and I have to readjust. And and I gotta say, like I get it; it's funny. Not entirely happy with it. The I want to be talking about Qbert. The the high score for Qbert was initially set in nineteen eighty three by Rob Gerhardt, who had thirty three million two hundred seventy three thousand five hundred twenty points, and that record lasted for thirty years until George Lutz of Brooklyn played one game of Cuber for 84 hours and 48 minutes in 2013 at an arcade in New Jersey, and he scored 37,163,080 points. Can you imagine the pressure? Hours. One hour in, you're like, if I fuck up here. <laughs> I mean, you get three lives. Yeah. It's not, that's amazing. I tried to play it. There's an arcade in in uh, up in Laconia, which is north of me, which is one of the I think it's the largest arcade in the world. It's the one where you watch King of Kong. It was yeah. there, and they have a Cuber machine. But like most of the um, joysticks and controllers are are not precise anymore. Sure, and so it's hard to begin with, and then not it's not calibrated. super precise. Yeah, eighty four hours. Eighty four hours. Like, does that? So the question is, does that person think, what am I? doing now it seems to be his thing because he, he uh, we can't talk about uh this guy anymore so where are we at now okay patron power so if you're a patron as we discussed earlier if you if you're a, every patron can vote to add a book to the rundown but if you're a five dollar or higher patron you get a superpower live on the show it's called the patron power segment that's how we thank them and andy savage is this week's patron who we're thanking for being a patron and andy savage um he has dry ice powers josh he can um, create that dry ice smoke out of um, any of the holes in his body. <laughs> any of the um, holes. Can I, when you say hole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any of the seven holes. Okay, so it's not like skin pores don't count. No, 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 no. The orifices. <laughs> okay, I just prefer it for the listeners at home. When he said seven, <laughs> did you count? Because I did. I went, <laughs> And I, I only know that number from watching Ant-Man. But yes, any of the seven holes. I really thought you were going to say porn. No, no, I really... No. I've gotten really granular in my porn watching. I only look for ear yeah. porn. Um, so Andy Savage can emit that, you know, that, that cool dry ice effect out of any of his uh, holes. Orifices. What's a... What's a- other than stagecraft, what's a practical effect of that? I mean, you could, you could hide things in a smoky environment. You can make everything really dramatic, you know. Sure. At the at the at the end of a presentation, just out of your you nose could, and ears comes smoke, and you make your exit. You know. You could skip out of checks in restaurants, although <laughs> I think you only get away with that once or twice. Oh, here comes that savage guy again. Here we go. Get ready. It's gonna get smoky in here. So there you go, Andy Savage. You can. <laughs> you you're a hit at parties. You want to make it Andy cool, Savage funky in here? the whole the whole time. I'm like, why is that familiar? And I was like, oh yeah, Randy Savage. <laughs> He's one Randy off. Savage could have made use of oh, that. Oh yeah. Ooh, I'm going to smoke this cool place his, up. His entrances would have been with that. You know. And they kind of they had, they had a crew for that. He couldn't do it on his own, but they still did it. True. Oh, he was the best. All right. Thanks Andy for being a patron. Patreon.com/ifanboy. That is where you can be a patron. And now in the course of the Qbert and Snack Talk, we definitely limit at least one of these emails. So you you I'm going to let you decide what we're going to do here. Jeff R. from Ohio. Jeff Reed. I'm just going yes, to out him. Um, 
Connor and Ryan discussing the various Robins last week, Two not last ago. week, but whatever, got me thinking. Connor concluded that you can't kill Damien because he's Bruce Wayne's biological son, and killing the character would drive Batman into a rage spiral that he couldn't recover from. So Damien is Robin for the foreseeable future. I think Ryan said that, oh. but it doesn't matter. But what if I don't see you saying that? You'd be like, whatever, get him over it. <laughs> but what if maybe he'd be happy? <laughs> what if Damien wasn't Bruce's biological son? I've been reading the Batman crossover Legacy for the first time. There's a Batman family wide story from 1996. Jeff Reed is great because he reads all that shit. Uh, involving a plot by Rajal Ghul to destroy the world with a plague. In that, too close, too soon. In that tale, uh, Raj gains himself a new underling to enforce his will and even promises this new hire that he may marry Talia if they're successful. This new hired hand is Bane. In an early scene, Bane and Talia are shown spending a night together. This doesn't seem to be the big leap to say that doesn't seem a big leap to say that Talia may wish that Damien was Bruce's son, but to her shame, he's actually Bane's son. Would this solve the Damien problem? Instead of it being a biological son, Damien is now one more adopted child brought into Batman's circle. Bruce has lived through losing a surrogate child a few times. So fuck it, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and while it has been pretty, those kids keep coming back to life and he can recover. Plus, this gives Damien a fun new identity crisis to explore. If Jeff Johns can retcon Connor Kent into being a cloned mix of half Superman and half Lex Luthor, can we retcon Damien into being Bane's son? I just want to point before out that. He, before, God. I was going to say, we allowed Jeff to go long because Jeff used to be our columnist. So this is this is normally longer than we'd like to go, but we let him, we let him go long. Yeah, but, but also... He's he sort of did the work here, mm. and I I appreciate that. I was like all of this is well thought out and and plausible. Yeah, I mean, yes, the answer is yes, but also they've they've they tried they hinted at that a couple of years ago. They did a story where uh, they were like, "Is Damien really Deathstroke's kid?" And they they had a whole thing where he. Do you remember that? Where it was like, "Nope, nope." I think it happened in that ba- that book you were reading, that Robin book, but um. They were trying to hint that maybe it was Deathstroke's kid. He wasn't really Bruce's kid, and there was a whole thing, and it turned out not to be the case. Sure, they can they can do that all the live long day. Like they can make a Bane, they can do Deathstroke. It could be you know Darkseid's kid. It could be anybody. It's just the do they have the will to do so? They don't. And like we t- talked about a couple weeks ago, with him being positioned as James Gunn's favorite Robin and being the star of a r- movie, he's going to be the Robin. There's no getting around it. Could they get get around if they wanted to? Yes, absolutely. They just don't want to. But there's all kinds of story ways to do it. You can get rid of anybody in any way. And that's is a perfectly there? good way. This is a great this would be a great way to do it. Jeff has he's plumbed the depths of Batman comics, found a way out. And should they want to, they could do this, but they don't want to. Is there I mean I mean, would you admit or would you 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 think that you are biased about this, but it is no longer an objective thing? Like you you're you're there's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could do. You couldn't read a Damien story and be like, you know, that was pretty good. I no, because the, he he represents you're too far the, gone. He, and this is what we talk, partially what we talked about a lot when you were gone. He represents the sort of disillusion of the Batman books and family. Like the Batman books are broken. This is what we talked about too. Like, and he broke them, and there's no getting around it. And while he's there, he represents the breaking of the books. I mean, they're just they're just the Batman Batman books are not good anymore. The ones that star Batman, mm-hmm. and and there's no getting around that. Is there is there a situation in which you you do like Damien? I mean, like any like versions, I, said, I, enjoyed, any I enjoyed him in the in the deceased books. We talked about that, like right? That, and a, that's in, the one I was thinking of. I, I in think, an Elseworld situation, sure. Right? Like, but I think he makes a really good future Batman. I re, I really like him in um, 
the Batman or DC versus vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. He's not a favorite character. I don't need to keep him. I've enjoyed stories that he's in because I've come to get used to him. And, and, and also there has been the adjustment, like for years he was written like snotty and, and you wouldn't like him or whatever. And I think they've matured him up a little bit. Giving him John Kent as a best friend, I think has been really helpful. I think there are parallels now to Damien and Bruce Wayne that make it more enjoyable as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not wrong. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't save it, but I don't hate him. You know, I read, I've been reading the Robin series for a while. Uh, I mean, at least it's, it's in a, in a way it's at least a little bit fresh compared to a lot of the stuff that's, that's happening, uh, in the Batman books, which are all over the map. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a good, you know, it's a way they could do it if they wanted to, for whatever reason, they don't want to, for whatever reason, I would love to know someday from somebody, you know, why the decision was made to, you know, inject Damien into the story and, and supplant him. And not initially, not, not the, not the Grant Morrison reason, but why it was, the decision was made to keep him after Morrison killed him off and why it was, why it wasn't, you know, I'm just curious. I would would be very curious to find out why. I mean, I would say part of it is that it's so difficult to create a new character and make it stick. And this is one that, you know, more or less did stick yeah, and, really and does work in that way. Another Robin. Well, just another guy with an arm. Yes, stuff. and that's that. That's that would be the caveat. But you know, as far as like a a new character, Damian Wayne is that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just would be. I'd be curious to find out. Someone needs to, the one who knows needs to tell me what what the conversation was. Mm-hmm. But Jeff, gotta, I mean, this is why we love Jeff and what he, why he was such a great columnist because he wrote those DC histories books. Cause he, he could dive into the histories of DC and pull out interesting things in them, and that was uh, I vaguely all remember available. That. I vaguely remember that 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 whole Bane Talia mm-hmm. thing. I mean, that was we were in we were in freshman year of college when that came out. I definitely didn't read that. I, I, I definitely read it. I just vaguely remember it. That was a long time ago. Did oh, you boy. read weekly comics all through college? Yeah. Went down to yeah. Comics for Sale every week. Or what was it? Whatever it was called. Uh, comics for Collectors. Comics for Collectors, yeah. That is week. a very unimaginative name. Comics for Sale was <laughs> Comics for Sale was a store I went to in junior high school. Comics for Sale is worse than Comics for Collectors. Well, he, he explained it one time. The proprietor of the store, who looked exactly like Mark Bagley with the shaggy hair and the mustache, um, that he wanted a store whose name told you exactly what it was, so there was no confusion. If somebody was looking it up in a phone book, I'm looking for mm-hmm. comics for sale. And it was like that's what it was. Like I get the point. I get it. It's not very interesting, but you know, it's like, it's like exactly triple. It's like triple that. A locksmith. You know, it's the first name mm-hmm. in the book when you open it up. Back when there was a book, you had to open up to find things. Sure, sure. I did exactly that on a job I had before. Like I named a thing poorly, but it explained it exactly poorly from a marketing standpoint. Right. Although not, if you think about it, fair enough, you know, you know, it's, it's true. You know, if if it's, if it's some like winky nod reference to some shit that only deep nerds know, then is it good? I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's trying to be easy for like moms to bring, you know, back when that was the thing. Mm -hmm. When kids were the Android's dungeon. (laughs) Right. So, uh, we can do one quick, the quick one, or you want to, what are you going to do? No, no, we're done. Let's All right, get we're out. done. We're done. Thanks for writing in, Jeff. <laughs> Contact at fanboy.com. We, we, everyone else got lost into the snack hole, which is also what we call Josh. <laughs> so, <laughs> special <laughs> edition shows. Two weeks ago, we had the Ant Man review. That's what we just mentioned Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania. Last week, we had Legion of Superheroes. 
This past week, as Josh mentioned, we released our Talksplode interview with Ryan North. And this coming week, we're going to have our Mediasplode show, and Josh and Ron are going to review Andor Season 1. Exciting. I think we're also going to look at The Last of Us Season 1. It's going to be a twofer, Andor and The Last of Us Season 1. Seasons 1. Mm. And then, the week after that will be Shazam! Fury of the Gods review, although that collides with me having to go on a work trip, so these things may get screwy. The week after that, Booksplode, Josh and I are going to review Kingdom Come, which I have not read nope. in a long, long time, so that'll be interesting. And then the week after that, maybe, will be Batman the Doom of the Kingdom of Gotham animation review. It just depends on when it comes out uh, digitally, but that'll be soon. So there's a lot of special edition shows. There's a lot of them happening. You can go to ifabo.com. Mm. You will find a library of over 1,200 shows oh. and counting. So last week, we talked about extra shows, right? Like 50 episodes of Making Comics. Uh-huh. And I looked up right. Don't Miss. Oh, and how many of those were there? A lot. Not as many as we think. How many do you think? Okay. How many don't misses do you think there were? Well, as you just said that, I mean, I feel like we did it for a couple of years, so near 100. Oh, okay. I thought you th- I think you said more than that before. 164 don't misses. So it's like over three years. So don't miss, if you don't know, if you weren't around in, in 2012 and 13. How the hell we did we them? book somebody once a week? <laughs> Was on... Tuesday, the day before comics came out, we would uh, do a quick, it was like a five minute show with yeah. a creator who was pitching one of their books that was coming out the next day. So like, don't miss happy number one with Grant Morrison or Batman 13 with Scott Snyder or star Wars number one with Brian Wood or Captain Marvel number nine with Kelly Sue DeConnick or battle pug with Mac, Mac, Mike Norton. So once a credit guy with Tom King who pro- plugged his novel. So, uh, huh. we would, we would do, um, like quick, it was, it was like five or ten minutes. It wasn't long. Just yeah. don't miss I this book. I feel like they got longer, but but that's what we did that for 164 episodes plus 54 of or 50 of don't miss equals 94. No, make comics 104. Yeah, 104. 162 plus 50. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So 14. 214. Well, those shows are on the feed. So you can find over 1,200 shows on our feed currently. Those other shows don't exist in this feed. But total shows we did, over 1,300 shows. A lot of shows. So those are actually about to come. all that? Also, shh, I, I can't imagine. I can't book anybody anymore because I'm <laughs> not on Twitter and I'm old. But like back then, I guess we had the... Like well, that was, it wasn't, I that mean, was it the wasn't, heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, if if you liked the bit that the Jeffrey did, like his stuff's all there, and it's pretty evergreen. Yeah, I think, look up you know, DC Histories, about, I fanboy. Yeah. You find tons of great articles he did about the history of DC Comics. Really, really interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, super. Uh, and it, it, like I said, it holds up. It's still there. You're gonna you're gonna find something really cool in each of those. You can follow us at iFanboy Comics on Instagram. You can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out. We also will say there, hey, the show's out. We'll do that. Um, sometimes it's the best of the week in panels. Uh, you can follow Connor and I also on Instagram at CSGO Patrick and at J.A. Flanagan. Um, but it's mostly, it's most, the whole thing's mostly butts now. I don't think you'll get to us. I don't think Instagram you can follow us, but we're, yeah, there's butts and then, uh, and uh, recipes and, so and clearly we know what your apartment says. I've noticed that every once in a while they think I'm really into women working out and I have to be like, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I like pretty girls, but like, I don't really want that all the time. Um, I actually counted very difficult. Go ahead. I counted the other day and it was one out of every three posts was an ad. Mm-hmm. 
like every third post was an ad. And then after a certain while you got further down the feed, then it was one out of every six, but it was right. It's, it's way worse than it used to be in terms of like, but what am I looking at? Oh, it's an ad. But what also in oh, terms of like, I don't know the in terms of like the people who you went there to follow and know about. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Cause which, the which, right. Well, I mean, the reason I was there was to connect with, with the people. Like, I don't know that that's what they say, but like now I'm, just seen a bunch of shit from people I don't know that's vaguely amusing. Yeah, I mean, I keep turning off recommended posts every mm-hmm. 30 days, but I still get the ads. I still get, right. like, you know, T-shirts and shoes. Because yeah. I made the mistake of buying shoes once from Instagram. I made a mistake of buying a T-shirt once from Instagram. And now it's like, sure well, you don't guess, want this guess T-shirt? What, guess what just came back to your feed? <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Where are we in the script? Um. Yeah, well, two old men were bitching about social media <laughs> and what oh, it's that's become. In the script, yeah. Uh, snack cakes. You are at subscribe to YouTube. subscribe to youtube.com slash fanboy. That's where you can find this show. We put this show up on YouTube every week. People listen to it there. You can also find all of our old video shows from that period of time in which we were doing seven, count them, seven podcasts a week, one a day. We had a one new show a day, and that's those most of those were video shows, and you can find them all on YouTube. More than that, if you're talking about Don't Miss and make comics and any special editions. I think before before we did Don't Miss and make comics, we were doing seven a week. Mm-hmm. Five minis. During during that, that year, we did the minis. We, did, right. we didn't do Don't Miss during that year, so it was five there minis. There must special editions. There must yeah, well, sure. If a special edition show came out, there was more. Seven minimum. Minimum seven. Five minis, the, the regular f- full-length video show, and this show, that's seven. So plus, any extra shows would have been more than seven, yes. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. We weren't sleeping a lot. So... Anyway, those shows are all on YouTube, the video ones. You can also leave a review for this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or listen to podcasts. We would appreciate that. Thank you. A lot of hard work has gone into the show. And we thank anyone who, who, who will you know leave us a review for helping other people find the show. <coughs> I am on my own this weekend, Josh. And <laughs> Kevin! I, I kind of want to <laughs> go get some Twinkies, honestly. I wish that you could buy them in singles, and then you yeah. could really do a round robin of things. Right. I want, I want you to, I want you to figure out a way to experiment. Don't overdo it because you will regret it. Yeah. Well, the but, problem is where I'm living. Uh, the two closest supermarkets are Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Right, but you must have a convenience store. You must have a CVS. That's where that stuff lives. Oh yeah, there is a convenience. Yeah, there's a CVS. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Your CVS, or Walgreens, whatever. That's where they're going to be. Oh man, I might just get to get a cupcake. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think favorite. you should. I think you should check the cupcake, but also if you see something else there, I'm not saying you need to choke down one of those golden cupcakes. Cause that's wrong. No, 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 but no, no, no. The no, orange no. ones, but uh, no, no, no. If I, I, if anything, it'll be. Uh, just a regular hostess cupcake because that was my that was my jam after a certain point. Maybe next week before the show, I'll pick something up that's different. There's a there's actually could... a cupcake place near me that makes cupcakes in the style no, of the hostess cupcake. So nope, nope not, that doesn't count. They're only they they actually might even be cheaper than the regular, than the hostess ones. Maybe, but the, but we need we we need to talk about the highly processed ones that existed. <sighs> but Josh, back I want then. the good one. Can we talk about how I can't find a chocodile anywhere? That's what I want. <laughs> Hastening our early exits from this mortal Whatever. coil. Then there's zingers. Zingers were briefly known as uh, no, because there was the Chaco Bliss. Anyway, I, we, we were mostly we mostly stayed in the in the hostess realm. I don't remember a lot. I mean, I remember the these oh, hostess names. was the, hostess was the premium shit. Yeah. Like we didn't have tasty cake or anything like that. So 
I mean, Enemans came in a larger package. Enemans, yeah. Uh, I didn't do the Drakes. And maybe that was more of a tri-state thing, but that was down market. That and Little Debbie were down market from Hostess. Hostess yeah, we was just, the as a kids, we just ate Hostess. I mean, that was what it was. I mean, well, they were. In, oh, here's the thing, though. This is important. They were in the comics, right? Exactly. But you Spider know, Spider-Man liked Hostess cupcakes. Why should not I? You know what I wasn't eating? Hostess fruit pies. That's no. disgusting. God no. Who would do that? <laughs> They had one that had green pudding in it at one point. I did eat those. They were like oh Teenage gosh, Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Yes. Have you told this to your doctor? I did, I did this week. It's probably a special test you can do where you'd be like, is there any green because cupcake in this store? I have to go do all my blood tests, but because I ate all the hostess this week <laughs> and we had a bit of a family emergency, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it off for a week or two. You should, you should tell them before they x-ray you, if you see anything weird glowing in my body, it's from the hostess I ate this week. <laughs> Jesus, these results could only happen if you'd made. Le- you know what? Let's move along. Let's move along, Doctor. How oh, long do I have? Also, Hostess is never going to sponsor the show now. Sorry. Why? <laughs> we just sold a lot of snack cakes. I'm I would say minimum we sold dozens of snack cakes. Just dozens now. of snack cakes were sold this week. Yeah. Yep. Our numbers spiked by a dozen. What's going on? Dozens. Dozens. Dozens of cupcakes <laughs> were sold. Multiple dozen. Uh, sponsor the show. We have to stop the show. All right. I'm we, have, we have to stop I'm the coming. show. I love you all. Yeah.